Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Amen. So, um, following up from um, the many sermons about fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit that were preached during the Fire X Aparim conference, today we'll be speaking on fellowship with the Holy Spirit, being in tune with the Spirit. Amen. So, I'll read 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. It says, The grace, favor, and spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the presence and fellowship, the communion, and sharing together, and participation in the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So be it. Amen. Today we have quite a number of scriptures to read. So um, the next one will be Psalm 105, verse 4 also from Amplified Classic, says, Seek, inquire of, the, inquire of and for the Lord, and crave him and his strength, his might and inflexibility to temptation. Seek and require his face and his presence continually evermore. Amen. Amen. So, in the Bible, right, there are so many verses that talk about the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of the Lord. So um, I tried to understand what fellowship is and the Hebrew word for fellowship is quenonia. Um, quenonia means to hold something in common, to have something in common. And with fellowship and the Holy Spirit, one thing the Bible und- makes us understand is the Holy Spirit helps us to be in God's will, to do God's will. Another thing we must understand is fellowship is not just any word. It is an action word. It means to do together. So fellowship with the Holy Spirit is doing together with the Holy Spirit, doing together with Christ through the Holy Spirit. Um, when we read James 4 verse 8, it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. It makes us understand that fellowship is not one way. It's an interdependent relationship with God and with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so please, Minister Rewell, can you read um, John 14, 16 to 17 and verse 26? John chapter 14 from verse 16. And he says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, please. Verse 17. And the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. 26. 
in verse 26 but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that i said to you amen amen, amen. so from these three verses in john 14 we've come to understand that the holy spirit is here to abide with us forever the holy spirit doesn't have a switch it doesn't have an on and off switch he is with us forever he is by our side forever always there are no holidays there are no break times so even when we take our break times the holy spirit is still with us um that so verse 16 makes us know that the holy spirit is here to abide with us forever from verse 17 the um, jesus calls the holy spirit the spirit of truth um, from verse 17 we are here to understand that the holy spirit is available to us for us to help us to know who christ is and who he expects us to be in verse 26 we are told that the holy spirit is our teacher so i'm just listing certain things the bible tells us about the holy spirit the holy spirit is our teacher he's coming to teach us all things and to bring to remembrance all things um one thing i like really think about when i hear remembrance is you can't remember something you don't know right when you go to an example if you do not know like when you're writing an exam right if you've not paid attention in class you've never seen something before something comes in the exam that you do not know like you've never seen it before the lecturer hasn't mentioned it before right when it comes you don't know it there's no way you are going to remember something you don't know so the holy spirit is here to teach us and after teaching us he causes us to remember everything that he's, we've been taught um please um john 15 verse 26 john chapter 15 verse 26 but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Amen. So if you remember, Reverend Andrew mentioned this during the Fire Exaparum conference. The Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. He teaches us who Jesus is because we haven't gotten to encounter Jesus face to face. But he is there to tell us more about Jesus. And to make us experience Jesus for who he is. And another thing to know is the Holy Spirit is our helper. The helper God has given to us to help us through various seasons in life. Amen. Please we read um, John 16 verse 8 to 13. John 16 verse 8 to 13. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father, and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Amen. 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 So, this verse is like a very refreshing verse, right? Because um, many times, especially in these are times where everyone is creating new rules and 
making up and twisting things every now and then. The verse tells us that the Holy Spirit is coming to convict us of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. It's going to, the Holy Spirit is God. It's a part of the Trinity, but the Holy Spirit is God, right? The Holy Spirit has come to make us know that this is sin. This is what God does not want us to do. This is what God expects of you. And this is like righteousness, right? When we go to verse 13, it says, The Spirit of truth. So this is an echo, right? The Spirit of truth has come. And he will guide you into all truth. So truth is not what people are come to tell you, right? What I tell you is only what the Holy Spirit tells you. That is truth. Because the Bible tells us that he's come to guide you into all truth. Because he is the spirit of truth. I can twist something. You'll not know till the Holy Spirit tells you that this is not it. But this is it. Right. And then it also says that the Holy Spirit does not speak of himself. But whatever you hear or whatever the Holy Spirit hears from the Father, that he speaks and he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit is a spirit of revelation. The Spirit shows you things that are to come. So you can't live in oblivion as a child of God. If you have, a fel- if you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is here to show you things to come. So you can't um, accept a life of confusion. You can't accept a life of not knowing what the future holds. Because you have the Holy Spirit who is here to show you things to come. Amen. Um, before we continue, I would like us to read Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 11 from verse 1 to 3. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall go out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Amen. Amen. So these are other attributes of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is a spirit of wisdom and understanding. So the Holy Spirit comes to bring us wisdom and understanding. He is a spirit of counsel and of might. He is there to give us sound counsel from heaven. Right. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So the Holy Spirit gives us insights, gives us wisdom and everything we need. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is an embodiment of the knowledge of the things of God. The Holy Spirit is one who knows everything that God is and everything that God wants us to know. Amen. Okay. When we read Acts chapter 2 verse 4 and Acts chapter 4 verse 31, it makes us understand that the Holy Spirit is an empower, like he's there to empower us. And it's an enabler. Amen. So Acts chapter 2 verse 4 is when the Holy Spirit was poured out to the people. Right. Um, so as I was preparing, um, 
one thing the Holy Spirit kept ministering to me, right? It's about how we confine and limit the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not limited to a gathering or a group of people or a place or a time. The Holy Spirit is always with us. And this is like um, the first thing we read, right? The Holy Spirit is always with us. He's with us in the bathroom. He's with us in the classroom. He's with us when we are arguing. He's with us when we are buying something at the shop. He's with us everywhere, even now. He's with us. Even as I speak, the Holy Spirit is speaking to many of us. Right? Because I don't know, sometimes, who has ever had the situation? You are going to do something. We, we call it we um, people who don't want to believe that is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come take over my conscience. The Holy Spirit taking over your conscience, that means whatever I'm thinking or whatever I feel like is in my mind, is something I'm receiving from the Holy Spirit. And when we read Luke chapter 11 verse um, Luke eleven thirteen, right? Luke chapter 11 verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him men so see the bible describes us as evil evil men right don't it's not an insult because the god who created us this is jesus who spoke right and he knows our very being the same bible tells us that the heart of man is desperately wicked so evil is right. It's a right description for us as men, right? Jesus says that if we humans, being evil, know how to give good things to our children, how much more a heavenly father when we ask of the Holy Spirit? When, wherever we ask God for the Holy Spirit or whenever we ask for the ruling of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we receive everything the Holy Spirit is to us. So when I ask God that Father make the Holy Spirit my conscience on a daily basis, I know that whatever I'm hearing, whatever I'm um, thinking of is the Holy Spirit. I'm consciously paying attention to what the Holy Spirit has to say. So maybe IA has done something to me. IA has upset me. She was supposed to come for a meeting at um, 9 p.m. And at 8.59, I see um, IA at a corner buying food. If... If I see it, like, naturally, right, I'll be upset. But the Holy Spirit will guide me to say that, don't say anything. Later on, after the meeting, I find out that, oh, I was having tummy upset, so she wasn't able to eat the whole day. Assuming I had gone to attack her, 
it would have messed up her whole mood. And if she had even come for the meeting, she wouldn't have received anything. Amen. Okay. So, um, another thing the Holy Spirit ministered to me about was about times of trials. When we are facing trials or when we are going through times of quiet, it's almost as if God is not there. Like, I'm praying, but I'm not seeing anything. I'm not hearing anything. I'm feeling very empty. Right? Okay. So this is what I got. So sometimes it gets quiet. It feels almost as if God is not hearing us. But be reminded that the Holy Spirit is still with you. That's John 14, verse 16. Remember that the Holy Spirit is still with you. It's not about what you feel or see or do not see. He's still with you, teaching you and ministering to you. Um, going back to what Reverend Andrew said last week, right? When I was writing it, I wrote it as the Holy Spirit is not just his manifestations. The Holy Spirit is not just goosebumps or feeling a burning sensation inside of you, or feeling that the worship minister is powerful, or you, like, you, what they are doing, it is not your level. That is not the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, the Holy Spirit doesn't depend on you to move during the service. Right? Right. So, even when you are in trying moments, it's one thing I have experienced, Right? that sometimes you feel that disconnect. You feel like maybe you've sinned or you've not been in touch with God as you used to. Like on a normal, maybe at 5 o'clock, now the Holy Spirit has woken me up and then I've received a song for the day and then I've, like, maybe that is my normal. But this morning I woke up and I didn't receive any word for anybody. I didn't hear any song. Everything was dry. So I feel like the Holy Spirit has left me. That is not it. Right. But there have been instances where I feel like those dry moments. They are very dry moments. But guess what? In the middle of the day, the Holy Spirit tells you to maybe go and hug faith. And you're like, ah. But in your mind, maybe because you need a hug because of how you're feeling, you just go and do it. Right. You go and hug faith, but then you read, the faith tells you that. I really needed a hug, and I was going through this and this and this, and I was telling God that I need a hug. Right? Let me give you a testimony. So, um, I had some plans with Elaine, right? And then, <laughs> and then, the person telling my roommates that, you know what? I'm expecting some, something from somewhere, and then, I was hoping that by, um. By the following morning, that was Friday morning, I'd have received what I was expecting. But, see, I woke up on Friday morning, and I slept again. And I woke up on Friday, I didn't have a class, so I was doing on and off. So I was preparing for the service all right. So, so even as I was doing that, I couldn't find my phone. So that's the reason I went to sleep again. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe God wants the day for separation. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that on a day of separation you should go and sleep. No, no, no. <laughs> so I, I tried to go back to sleep. 
I woke up. But I woke up and I was like, no, I have to find my phone because, you know, you never know. So I took my, I went and I found my phone. It was under my bed. <laughs> when I found my phone, I saw a notification that my dad had sent me something. <laughs> and mind you, that was not what I was expecting. Then, um, I remember earlier in the week too, I was like telling my cousins, we have a cousin who paid, and we're like, I was telling them that I'm submitting my projects, like they should send the motivation. And no one was minding me. <laughs> so then, um, after I found the phone, like I had my question and everything, right? Then I opened the group, and one of my cousins was like, what is your Momo number? <laughs> I didn't send one. I sent both of my Momo numbers. <laughs> right. So, and see, that was, those are some periods where I felt like God was quiet, right? Or I had not been in touch the usual way. But God showed me that he was still there. Things I wasn't expecting. Because on Monday too, I was still feeling that um, void or that quiet um, this thing. And it can be very uncomfortable, I must admit. It can be very uncomfortable, right? Then um, on Sunday, I remember one minister of God posted something on social media that in this season we should speak in tongues. So I went to the bathroom and I, I was doing something. I was so blank like that. And I, was, I remembered it. So I was like, okay, let me speak in tongues. So I spoke in tongues and then I even forgot that I was speaking in tongues. So later on, I, I just went on with my day. I was on campus, and then things that things were just happening, like strange things, things I didn't expect. And I, I knew that this is only God. This is only the Spirit of God. So hacking and activate the Spirit of God, right? Even in the moments of silence, engage the Spirit of God. You might not feel Him, might not see Him, you might not. Um, be going through the usual but the holy spirit is not limited like i mentioned earlier to what we know or what we do or what we see right so yes in the moments of trials or quiet spend time in prayer study the word meditate on the word and listen out for his voice and as we are doing all that do not Please remember, do not limit the operations of the Spirit. Do not limit the move of the Spirit. Amen. All right. Benefits of fellowshipping with the Spirit or being in tune with the Spirit. And as I will, please, Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Amen. Amen. So, when we spend time in fellowship in tune with the Spirit, we bear fruits of His nature. Ideally, right, even as Minister was reading it, it's like dawned on me that these fruits of the spirit or these characteristics of the spirit 
are things that we classify as good or we look out for in others. These, like, ideally, that's what we are looking for in someone. This person is kind. Oh, this person is tolerant. This person is loving. This person doesn't have mood swings, so it's nice to be around this person, right? Those are characters that we want to see in others, but others also want to see it in us, so we must also bear such fruits. Being in tune with the Spirit reveals the, um, the traits in us that are not of God for us to work on and to take on His nature to bear fruits that the Holy Spirit has for us. Amen. Ezekiel 36. Sorry. Verse 27. Okay. Okay. Verse 27. For truly against your holy servant Jesus. Wait. a big Bible here, so I can see clearly. Yeah. Ezekiel 36, verse 27. And I will put my spirit in you, so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Amen. Amen. So, the Holy Spirit that God puts in us helps us to walk in God's statutes or his decrees and keep his judgments and to walk in obedience. Amen. A lot of us um, um, casually or have this verse of head. So, Second Corinthians three seventeen. Second Corinthians three seventeen. For the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. The Spirit of God brings us liberation. That's what we receive from that verse. Okay. Um, when we read Acts chapter 2, verse 3 to 4, it, it tells us that the Holy Spirit enables us. Right. Acts chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit was the one who enabled them to do everything that they did right. So the Holy Spirit enables us. He gives us utterance. Um, just like the point I mentioned about preaching and boldness, when we read Acts 1 verse 8, um, it makes us aware that the Holy Spirit gives us power to witness, to be witnesses of Christ. Acts, Acts 1, 8. 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit gives us power to be witnesses. Amen. When we read um, Romans 8, verse 11, 
Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Amen. Um, so, <laughs> but the executives will say, I will not be tired, though. This is your verse. The Bible tells us that the spirit quickens our mortal bodies. The spirit gives life to our mortal bodies. So whenever we are frail, whenever we feel tired, whenever we feel like giving up, let's engage the spirit of God. He will quicken our mortal bodies. Yesterday we had like a number of um, testimonies during our prayer time. That they were tired. But even as they came and they prayed, they received strength. So whenever we are tired or whenever we feel like drawing away because we are tired, let us engage the spirit of God who will quicken our mortal bodies. Amen. Amen. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Amen. Amen. So spiritual gifts are gifts of the Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit gives us insights and helps us to operate in the various giftings. When we read the whole of... Um, John chapter, sorry, First Corinthians chapter 12, um, the various giftings are listed. But one thing that resonates with me, right, is that they are giftings given by the same Spirit. So even as this verse, um, we are talking about insights and operations and giftings given to us by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit also binds us it reminds us of our unity in Christ because he is one same spirit. Um, okay. Um, um, bro, I'm going to start real, please. Um, when read, um, can I read verse 12 and 13 of First Corinthians 12? First Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 13. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we're all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Amen. Yeah. So you see, um, we are bound and we are united by the one same spirit, and even in Christ, says that we drink into one spirit, right? We are one body. Although we have different giftings, we, are, we operate in different um, ministries. It is one body. It's just to help each of us, right? The, when you continue reading First Corinthians 12, um, it tells us that although we, are, we do things separately, like the arm works different from the eye and all that, they all need each other to be able to work and function fully as one body. Amen. Okay, we read Isaiah 11 verse 1 to 3. So from there in verse 2, we find out that we receive knowledge and wisdom, foresight, everything, counsel, and all those things from the Spirit of God. We also receive... Um, See, the last part that spoke about 
is the Holy Spirit that has come to teach us things to come, right? It tells us that the Holy Spirit gives us guidance. He will guide us. That's an act, right? That's, um, he will guide us and give us unusual strategies. Because he's come to tell us of things to come, he will position us in ways for us to um, overcome certain things, things that um, people will not normally think of, right? Maybe you want to start what business? A farm, right? Maybe you want to start by um, you want to start a name farm. No one starts a name farm, but anyway, you want to start a name farm, right? But the Holy Spirit tells you that when rare pigeons it doesn't make sense because what does a pigeon have to do with the neem tree right but then because you are wearing them pigeons when you release them to go right they go and roam and most of the time the neem tree is planted by um spezal that's the word right yes yes <laughs> so when they when you release the pigeon to go, they go and take that. Um, it's, it's not even pollen. They have some seeds, very tiny seeds. They bring them back, and you don't even have to do the work of planting the neem because you will not even identify the neem seed. The pigeon will come back, coming back home. You will disperse it, and then you have your name without any efforts. That is an unusual strategy. And that could give you a leverage in something else, right? So the Holy Spirit gives you unusual strategies to go ahead of others, right? Okay. Romans 8, verse 6. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So the the spirit of God gives us the mind of the spirits, engaging the spirits of God, fellowshiping the spirits of God, being in tune with the spirit of God, gives us the mind of Christ. Right, makes us um, aware of what the spirit expects of us. And before I continue, um, this is a little encouragement to us all, right? Um, as I was preparing, the Holy Spirit prompted me to let us know that if we want to know more about engaging in the Spirit, read the whole of Romans chapter 8. The Romans chapter 8 talks about the law of the Spirit, right? So when we read um, Romans 8, verse 26 to 27... Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. Amen. So, um, three points. The Holy Spirit, or walking in the Holy Spirit, helps us not to fulfill our fleshly desires then again the holy spirit makes intercessions on our behalf again the holy spirit makes sure that our intercessions do not deviate from the will of god the holy spirit makes sure that we are in tune with the will of god amen okay so we've spoken about the gifts of the spirit 
Now, First John four one. First John four one. First John chapter four verse one. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Amen. Amen. So, like we read um, earlier about the giftings of God, the Holy Spirit, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, makes us aware of that gift that the Holy Spirit has in us. Maybe after you spend some time in prayer, you realize that, oh, I always receive dreams, and every dream I have comes to pass. If this is what God wants you to do concerning the dream, they are not just dreams. Um, That's something I want to say, right? Dreams are not just um, things, right? Don't say that when I sleep, I die. No, don't die in your sleep. You're not supposed to be blank. Yeah, you're supposed to rest in your sleep. But you're not supposed to be blank in your sleep. It's a medium of communication God has with us, right? Um, When you read um, the verse that talks about um, pouring out the spirit on all flesh, right? It says the old men will dream dreams. So dreams are spiritual instruments, right? Through which God speaks to us. God can speak to you through your dreams. So don't take your dreams for granted. Um, focus on when you receive a dream, pray about it. Allow God to minister to you about the dream. And then deal with everything that has to be dealt with through the dream. Amen. So yes. Um, 1 John 4 one spoke about how we must um, test all spirits. Right. So after fellowshipping with the spirit of God, he gives you discernment to decipher between spirits. The Holy Spirit helps you to decipher between spirits. If you are in tune with the Holy Spirit, you know that this is the Holy Spirit. When you, let me not say when you see the Holy Spirit, but when you are in a place and this is the Holy Spirit, you know that this is the Holy Spirit, right? There are so many spirits moving about in the world, right? But fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit makes you understand or makes you know, makes you very sure that this is the Holy Spirit speaking because you know his voice. And when we read um, John 15, it talks about, no, is that John 5, John 15? It's about my sheep hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. How would you know the voice of the shepherd if you do not follow him or don't listen out for him? Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit makes you aware of who he is. Reverend Ella also mentioned this, that make sure you know, make sure you are able to identify the Holy Spirit. So be able to identify the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, we've spoken about unity, but um, the Holy Spirit unites us as Christians. It makes us conscious of that unity. It's that self-same spirit. That's what the verse says. That self-same spirit. So we are aware that we are supposed to be united. When we are all here and we are all being led by the Spirit of God, we are aware and conscious of that we are bound together by the Spirit of God. Amen. Um, one of the few last verses, so in Romans 8, 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Amen. So I feel like this verse is self-explanatory. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How many of us believe we are sons of God here? 
So we must make a conscious effort to have fellowship and to be led by the Spirit of God. Right. It's a necessity. This one there is there. We have to be led by the Spirit of God if we claim we are sons of God. Right. Because we the heart of man is wicked though. If you decide to follow your mind or to go your own way, you really go astray. So let us be led by the Spirit of God. Okay. Wrapping up, um, I'd like to look at a few points um, we must take to fellowship and maintain our relationship with the Holy Spirit. I be, I'm, I'm hoping that even as we've heard the word, the Holy Spirit has ministered to us individually as to how to build and maintain relationship with him. Humble yourself and speak with the Holy Spirit. Be very humble. Even when you feel like God is quiet or God has upset you. I don't know how we do that thing, but anyway. When you feel like God has hurt you or you are angry with God, just be humble. Bring yourself down and then speak with the Holy Spirit. Let him know how you feel. Right? Never belittle anything you tell God. He cares about everything. Right? Says the cattle on the thousand hills belongs to him. He leaves the ninety-nine to find the one. You are the one. I am the one. He cares about every little detail. The Bible tells us that even the strands on our heads, he knows the number of it. We don't even have time to count the number of strands we use in one braid. But he knows every single detail. He cares about it all. So just speak to him about it. If it is your boyfriend who is stressing you, just take him there. The gift you don't know how to, the, the gift you don't know what to give to your girl on her birthday. Just pray about it. Right. <laughs> right. The lecturer that is stressing you. Like the lecturer that is stressing you guys, I'm not even joking about this. Right. <laughs> pray take that lecture to God. Take that lecture to God, right? And it's not even a joke. Let me give you one testimony, even as we are wrapping up, right? It's not even competitive. So, um, I said to me, I'll take CS Applied Project for my capstone, right? So, last semester, I was supposed to take a CS elective because applied, you have to... Oh, Charlie. Women in tech. I went to take data science, right? So the semester was going, like was going. We the submitting, they were submitting, we we're doing everything. Then I think the final exam, around the final exam period, we had a long break, like a long like gap before the paper, and they had given us test questions, like practice questions for us to practice. Like you understand, practice questions. And the practice questions were things they had like taught us in class and things like that. So we're all practicing. We're all getting ready. And if you know me, like if you know me, you know that I will never do pull an all-nighter for anything in this world. But that paper, I said I'll pull an all-nighter because I cannot fail. So, may I put on all-nighter all right? And oh, good news. The paper was open book, but I can't open the internet. So, we had our laptops in the class. We were 
allowed to use their laptops while we're writing and all that. We went to the exam hall, right? I mean, it's final exam. So let us write exam. Like, you know, we went and there were only three questions. Answer all questions. Out of the three, one question was quote. So we are supposed to write quote on paper with indentations and everything. We didn't talk. Out of the three, it was only one that was taught in class. So, and there was one part, I remember question two. That question, it was something about eigenvectors and eigenvalues. And those, that, that question was for people who are done linear algebra. Me, I'm an MIS student. For those who think I'm a CS student, I'm an MIS student. So, me, I didn't do linear algebra. I went to do quant. So, when I saw the eigenvectors, I was like, ah. Or maybe they put it in the notes and we didn't see it. Maybe it will appear. So, I searched on it. It was not, it was just mentioned, the name, eigenvalues, was just mentioned in the slides. So how I would write this paper, only God knows. I don't know, but I submitted, guys. That's what matters, right? <laughs> That's what matters. So, like, I was going through the vacation, and I'm born December, right? So, all the December chillings and everything, I was chilling with my family, I was celebrating my birthday. I was doing everything. But I was there, Charlie, my heart. <laughs> I kept praying. I was like, oh, God, this one day. And me, I have a certain covenant to God. I just remember, God, God, you made this covenant to, to 31st. If not released, great. And that was kind of unusual because normally by 31st, they would have released the grades because Christmas and things. So um, 31st night, we're doing testimonies at church. And then everyone else like, ah, you want to go? I was playing with my sisters. Want to go? Want to go? All the noise making the house. Want to go and give your testimony? And I was like, no, this one day I'll go. Trying to testify. And I told them that I've come to my last semester in school. And then by the grace of God, I've never failed any course. I want to, my heart was beating. <laughs> my heart was beating. And I was there, and Charlie, they released the grades sometime in January. And I passed though, Charlie. Guys, I passed. I didn't get an A, but I passed. That's what matters. <laughs> so guys, just keep praying. Pray about everything. Even if it is that if right now you're having standing. I pray for everyone whose grade doesn't look good right now. I pray that the grace of God will locate your grade and elevate it and cause a change. That your grace will look glorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let me rush to the points. Maintaining relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, pray, pray, and allow the Holy Spirit to make intercessions through you. That thing that we are there and you're not feeling easy. You are feeling very uneasy. It's as if something is happening, your heart is beating at a strange rate. Pray, right? Don't hesitate to hearken or heed the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You feel like praying for someone. You feel like calling someone to encourage the person. Don't hesitate to obey. Just obey. Right? That's actually the next point. Don't overthink your obedience. Just obey. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in the Word of God. But that's the Word of God to you. Right? 
It's not just, people say that the Bible is a manual of life. It's not just a manual. It's a guide. It's God's word to you. Don't wait for, my daughter, my daughter, come and let us commune. No. It's, <laughs> it's in the word. Just read everything that God has said to you. Right. Um, when we read Romans 8, it makes us understand that the Holy Spirit communicates spiritual with spiritual. It makes you understand the spiritual. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.13 1 Corinthians 2.13 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 13 These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Amen. Amen. Compare spiritual things with spiritual. So the point I have is, allow the Holy Spirit to break beyond grammatical understanding and to teach you divine insights. Allow the Holy Spirit to break beyond grammatical understanding and to teach you divine insights. The Word of God is not just English. It is not just words or rules that we are supposed to break. That's, you know, they are spirits and life, right? They are insights and they are spiritual things. And the Holy Spirit is the only one who is a, a lo- um, able to teach you spiritual things, right? Spiritual of the spirit. So if you don't have the spirit, how are you going to understand things of the spirit? Right. Okay. Meditate. Spend time meditating on the scriptures spend time meditating on what god teaches you and consciously listen out for what god has to tell you what god has to tell you through his word through promptings of the spirit through things that the holy spirit tells you or the thing that you call your mind um, pay, um, pay attention to all those things um, like i mentioned earlier pray about everything your thoughts your dreams your feelings everything Pray about every single thing. And then lastly, allow the Holy Spirit to be your guide and your conscience. Luke 11.13, like we read earlier. Allow the Holy Spirit to be your guide and your conscience. Jesus be in our prayer. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.